Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bing bong, whatever. Bing, bing, bong, bing, 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 Great, great. Really good stuff, Claire. Listen. I thought you were going to come in early. No, I just, uh, I can't because I've eaten a whole bunch of uh, of lollies. We pretend lollies. Yeah, so like my mouth is all like, like cemented together. Yeah, I needed a, I needed a caloric hit, Claire, because as you know. There's not even any calories in them. It's like there was 100 air. calories per packet of Smart Sweets, Claire, which oh is my God, first they're recommendation. Awful. They're, they're so not awful. awful. Some of them are awful, granted, <laughs> but the cola ones are good. The sour gummies are good. They've got little watermelon pieces that are good. No. Yes, Claire. No, no. By good, do you mean like horribly chewy, but in a really unpleasant way? No, no. So way? what you need, Claire. They haven't invested in the mouthfeel. You know the phrase mouthfeel? Yeah. I really got obsessed with that. I watched a documentary about Doritos. I'm feeling. Mm. <laughs> and they talk about the excellence of mouthfeel and how the crunch and all that stuff can take many, many years for people to formulate and work on. Doritos are terrible for you, Claire. This is a no. bad example. No, Use a natural example from nature, like glass or celery. No, I'm saying that designers who build these synthetic foods spend a lot of time on mouthful and they haven't spent enough time on your pretend lollies. I disagree. And I'll say this as well. It's interesting because a lot of stuff that we purchase, they've got these little inbuilt things in them to give you more of a satisfying feeling, like a more expensive car. They really put the time and effort into like the click of the door handle because you want that kind of like, you know, a rich person's click. <laughs> it probably goes click. I don't know. I don't have one of those. But you know what I mean? Say, a little voice just goes click. Yeah, exactly. You're very rich. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> you get in. Don't worry. You're rich because you're great, not because you're lucky. Or, you've, or your parents are rich. You're using all the earth's resources, but that's okay. You're rich. <laughs> <laughs> We should design cars. I agree. Imagine if you opened up a packet of Tim Tams and it just went. Mm. Or it just went, don't do it. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. Old fatty. You're like, yeah. You think like, <laughs> I'll just have one, but you won't. You're weak. <laughs> what was the Tim Tam with the genie? I remember Oh, the genie. Who, um, mm, I, I met him once. The genie? Yeah, the genie. What do you mean you met the genie? I played the genie in the Tim no, Tam ad. Didn't. For those people who don't know, oh, this is just where we suggest things. And this week I'm suggesting this ad from 40 Hello, years ago. Hello, you did ago. introduce, I'm Claire Tonti, James Clement, he's here as well, and we're married. Yes, yes, there you yes. There Anyway, uh, there's a person and they're like, oh, my God, I found this lamp. And they're sitting on the couch at like in a shared house in like the late 90s or whenever this was. And they rub the lamp and a genie comes out and he's like, three wishes. <laughs> and he's also the lead singer of... What's that band called? I don't know. A thousand something? It's like an Australian rap group. I don't know. Hang on. I'm not uh, the Hilltop Hoods. No. That's the only Australian hip hop band I know, which is sort of rap, but not really. Yeah, they're always. I don't really know. Every time you say Genie, I always think in my head I'm singing Genie from Down Under, which is a (laughs) terrible ABC kid show. Actually, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met that guy. The guy that. The Genie from Down Under guy? The guy that I think. Yeah, yeah, yes, I met the genie from Down Under, not the genie from the Tim Tam ad. So actually we've both met genies. (laughs) 
Just mine is better. I'm trying to furiously find this guy. <laughs> this is really boring for everyone. Twelve hundred techniques. Do you remember the band Twelve Hundred no, Techniques? No, sing me a song. You're the piano man. No, I won't sing do it. Sing me a song tonight. Yeah. Anyway, don't even worry about it. Listen. Oh, all right. Uh, anyway, so a woman she wishes for an infinite pack of Tim Tams, and that's the end of the show, I guess. Um, <laughs> Claire, what are you recommending this week? I cannot believe it got stuck on this. I can't believe it either. That happens all the time, right? Yeah. You just fall down a rabbit hole. That is. You don't remember this song? Oh, I love this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is an era for sure. All right, this is cool. Yeah, good yeah, stuff. I loved that. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm really in the It might be a different now. guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hot. Remember those all those like like festival songs that were around for a while. Yeah, I do. It was like drinking tinners with the boys in the field. They're all about drinking sitting tinners. on my shoulders, drinking in a rolly, something in a something, <laughs> looking at the stage. I don't know. I didn't really go to that many festivals. I don't like the loose situation. I agree. Anyways, yeah. and again, it might be a different guy. But anyways, Mason, <laughs> what are you Mason, up to? Nah, we're just good moving God, forward. We're moving forward. Okay, my first recommendation. Excellent. Well, the seeing is we're on a musical little bent, I'm going to tell you about my my latest musical crush. I'm obsessed with oh. this band. I, I was playing it when you came in and you were like, you're not going to play that to me. And I said, no, but I'm going to tell you about them. <laughs> so they're three sisters. They're called the Staves. And if you're He English, was from the Tim Tam commercial. It's the same guy. His name's Nafar. And he was the lead singer from 1200 Techniques. And he also appeared as the GD. He <laughs> also was in the movie Queen of the Damned, which is a sequel to uh, Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. He's 43. Why? The, the way that your brain works constantly astounds me. Useless you information. That? Why would I know that? I know, but, Pointless. You, but you can't remember the name of the street that you like that is adjacent to the one you grew up in. Why would I need to know that? <laughs> I need to know the guy from the lead singer of 1200 Techniques is the same guy from the GD Tim Tam commercial, but not the one from overseas, the Australian one in the late 90s. Yeah, you know that gorilla video that you made with the Cooper Petey? You mean? <laughs> is that his name? Sounds like Cooper Petey. What's his name? Um, no, broken I don't know. Cooter Feeties. Yeah, I don't know food. footballers. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, that guy, yeah. Cooper Petey and the gorilla, yeah. the super lucky hat. I, for some reason in my head I was like, that would make a really great New video with the genie from the Tim Tam ad. No, it wouldn't. And They're completely and different. And the gorilla all kind of dancing together. I no. don't know why, but in my head I was like, that's a lovely, joyful thing. Listen, Claire, this is your clear, This is clearly your passion project, so you <laughs> should do it, if anything. Anyways, I couldn't live music. up to the fame of that video. That that's has true. to be my favourite one of any of the videos you've ever made, including that one where you spent a long time making the animation. Well, that is what lockdown <laughs> will do to a fella, won't it? All right, uh, what's next? Anyway, so I wanted to talk about the Dave. So I was a massive fan of the cause back in the day. You know the cause. Of course. And I would run away. I will leave you, you breathless. Yeah, because I loved it. Yeah. Loved yep, it. Yep. Listen to it so much. And part of the reason I loved it is because they're sisters, right? And there's something about sibling singing that I just bloody love. I think it's awesome. The Teeny Tiny Stevies are another band I've recommended. Wonderful. I interviewed them for my podcast and they're just Two amazing women, but they also have a beautiful sound. There's another band called Vicar and Linda Bull, and they perform a lot with Paul Kelly. Right, right, And they're also really excellent for that same reason. There's something really interesting about sibling singing. 
which I think is really special. And the Staves are an English indie folk trio of sisters, Emily, Jessica and Camilla Stavely-Taylor from Watford, Hertfordshire in England. Watford, Hertfordshire. I wonder if anyone in Hertfordshire is listening to this. If yeah. you are, hello. Right in. Um, they began performing together at open mic nights in Watford, hosted by a local pub, The Horns, and originally performed as the Stavely-Taylors, later changing their name to the Staves. And they've become massive. Mm. The group appeared on Tom Jones' album, um, Praise and Blame, released in July 2010, and they've supported Mount Desolation on their UK tour in autumn 2010. Oh. So... I mean, and now obviously they're writing, creating their own albums as well. Their albums, I saw, I'm, I'm trying to explain the music. I guess it's the kind of music that I've always wanted to make and never got around to making, which is they use a lot of loop pedals and they a lot of kind of dense harmonies, really great lyrics and really kind of cause-esque vocals. Ah. Um, they are almost a little bit folk in that. They sound a little bit like those kind of Irish ballads that you might remember. Right, okay. But they've also got like a real groove and a real – I'm going to butcher this for people who really love music. <laughs> um, well, that's not me, so don't worry about it. I know, but, you know, I, I'm just saying how I feel about it. I'm sure there's a much better way of explaining this. But anyway, I really love their music and I've just fallen into this big rabbit hole. One of my favourite songs is Good Woman, which mm. is really cool. And it's kind of – their music is really immersive. So it's a really good sound to go walking to. Okay, you cool. Know? It's that kind of thing, sitting on public transport. Uh, I just loved it. And I love the lyrics because they're so – I guess they – they really reflect a lot of things that I've felt in my life as a woman. And right, I know okay. that, I don't know if that sounds really corny, it probably does. But they write about womanhood and rage and sisterhood and wanting to escape and just lots of really kind of, and love. There's a lot of songs about love. Anyway, I just, I've really resonated with them and I'm currently really obsessed. So they're called The Staves. You can follow them on Instagram, which is probably the best place to follow them. Wow. I love following people on Instagram and I go, what are you up to? They also play, uh, like guitar and it's amazing and watching them do well, live You really have videos. a way of bringing music, bringing it to life. One of them plays a guitar. Incredible, Claire. So annoying. I'm, no, I'm not explaining this very well, but when you watch them performing, the way they build a loop and kind of create textures with their vocals is really interesting. So texture is normally something associated with like the feel of something, like a material All or right. say a concrete right. wall. Anyway, but for this you example, just... you're talking about texturally, like the texture All of a right. sound. Oh, right. This is just for me to understand what's happening. Is that correct? All right. Is it true, Claire? Yes, it's very I true. I love it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. I've got a show for you, Claire, that you're going to hate. It's called The Rehearsal. It stars and is directed by and all produced and written by a person called Nathan Oh, is Fielder. this the thing that you showed me before? I showed you his previous show, right? I really don't like it. So, oh, no, it just leaves me cold. <laughs> You're cackling away. I'm looking at you like I don't understand so what's for, happening. For those who don't know, Nathan <laughs> Fielder is a comedic, uh, is a Canadian comedy actor but incredibly dry to the point where it's like, is, he, is, dry is as a this? Biscuit? Yes. 
Like textually, yes. So it's like, is <laughs> does he play guitar? It feels like he's no, maybe. I it sometimes feels like it's not like he's not doing it intentionally. Like it, it's it's awkward, but he doesn't know it's awkward. But it'd have to be because it's like so many levels of insanity and brilliance. So his last show that he did, or one of the shows, was Nathan for you, where basically he takes small businesses and with his background in business knowledge, he'd bring them insane business ideas to help get people, you know, into their business and all of these things. And they were always very off the wall and left of center and bizarre and terrible, but at the same time, often quite effective, right? I won't get into that show. You should just look up clips on YouTube if you don't know what that is. But this one... Uh, so Nathan Fielder stars as the director of the rehearsal, which are elaborately staged scenarios recreating parts of ordinary people's lives that are meant to help them prepare for big moments in their lives. So a construction crew, a legion of actors, and seemingly unlimited resources all come together to allow ordinary people to rehearse for these moments by giving them the opportunity to play them out in carefully crafted simulations of Fielder's own design, right? So in the very first episode, there's a man that he meets who's in a uh, like a quiz group for a pub a pub quiz group and he's really nervous because he told the group that he has his I, I think he said he has his masters in this particular area of uh, of history or something but he doesn't he just did it to keep up so he wants to come clean and clear with them to tell them but he's worried they're going to reject him so what he does he rebuilds the entire pub where this is going to happen from scratch it is a one-to-one, hires a bunch of actors and extras and the woman who he's going to be telling, and then they run through that scenario again and again and again and again, like getting ready for every for every eventual outcome, how it's going to go, so that then he's practiced and ready to actually do it in real life, okay, in the real bar. It's running a simulation, essentially. You look confused. And the other thing is he wants him to be like relaxed because they're doing a quiz at the same time, but he knows he's against cheating. So in hanging out with this guy, he goes and speaks to the quiz master, tells him that he's actually going to be doing a a series of online quizzes. Um, It is from this company, gets the answers to the quiz questions that are coming up, goes to the guy who's got, who's doing the rehearsal and then like incepts like him, all these answers just in day to day life. He just like tells him the date of the French Revolution because it's like, oh, it's my pin code. Oh, it's the same date as the French Revolution or whatever. So the guy gets all the answers right in the quiz without knowing that he's been coached to do the answers. Does this sound insane or yeah. make sense? I don't know. <laughs> there's I another one out. where there's a woman and she wants she's, – she's in her like uh, mid-40s and she's not sure whether she wants to have a baby. So what he does, they set up a house – and then hire a, a series of babies, which then get progressively older in age up to the age of 18. And then every few hours, because of child labor laws, they'll sneak in without her knowing, swap the baby over. And then every few days, the baby grows up, right? So it gets older and older. <laughs> but there are limitations. A baby can only work for like four hours at a time. So that's why you need to be swapping over the baby or the child constantly. Is this making sense to you? What was on the telly the other night and you and I was like, <laughs> what is this woman doing sneaking in and out of this house with her child? Yeah. With her little tiny baby. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, someone else is watching the footage. Yeah, and he goes and like and she's thinking, like, do I do this alone? Do I find a partner? So in doing so, like they go out and find this guy, this potential partner, and he is one of the worst people you could possibly encounter on television. Like completely like like devoid of any kind of self-awareness. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's just, 
it's so bizarre and awkward and monotone and hilarious. It's just great. I, re- I really enjoyed it. What happened in the end? Did she decide? Well, it's a two-parter, you? so I, I don't know yet. <laughs> okay, you got me on that one. Yeah. I'm interested. I now. think you might like it because it's basically like, you know, you know how you've got like nightmare scenarios or things that you're worried about. This yeah. creates a framework where you can do that. Do your you nightmare scenarios. Yeah, but you can, and then you can Living run. in a house with two kids and you, a husband. Well, you can run, <laughs> exactly. But you can run through worst case scenario, best case scenario, you know, prepare for any eventuality because, you know, some people are socially awkward or anxious. And this is basically taking all of those factors, removing them by making the, making these fictional scenarios. You know where this would have been helpful? When I decided we should get a puppy. <laughs> yes. That would have been incredibly I agree. helpful because she's eating everything in our house. That's right. Everything. Anyways. A nightmare. And called- our old, beautiful podcast dog is just looking at me constantly like, what, what did you, you do? She I'm just gonna, looks so I'm tired. Kill, I'm going to kill this dog. She's often hiding from her now. Just hides. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Okay. What's it called again? Remind me. It's called The Rehearsal. It is on Binge in Australia, but it's a HBO Max seemingly unlimited budget show that they run in other places in the world. Cool. Some of the things they do, it's like, it's baffling to me the things that they pull off in this show. It's crazy. Anyways, what's another thing that you've got to recommend? Have you got some music to describe to me, Claire? (laughs) No, I really butchered the description. Anyway, their their music is amazing. So I want to talk to you today about a podcast I did last week, (gasps) Vicentilla Chingaipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Santi is amazing. I met her at a dinner party with all these incredible women and she's really smart and funny and great. And then I went home afterwards and deep dived into all her work and her work is just spectacular. So... She has created a documentary called Our African Roots, which is what I wanted to recommend today. She's a filmmaker primarily and a writer. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and this particular episode, well, it's really not an episode. It's a documentary. It's more of a lifestyle. <laughs> Let me just read the blurb to you, actually. So at a time when African Australians are increasingly made to feel that they don't belong in this country, journalist and author Santila Chingaipe unearths Australia's forgotten African history and reveals the central role people of African ancestry have played in events that shaped our nation, from the First Fleet to the Eureka Rebellion and beyond. An act of historical truth-telling, our African roots interrogates the myths of Australia's white foundation narratives colours in our nation's history and reveals modern Australia's origin story to be a complex, multicultural and multiracial affair. That is very true because like, the, basically the story you hear is like a bunch of white people came over the end. Yeah, <laughs> when totally. Really, it was, there was a lot of people from a lot of places and there was a genocide, not to you know downplay that, but yeah. Absolutely. A There's a lo- and I feel like things are changing now, particularly yeah. with the changing government and we're starting to re-examine our history and look at the truth of it, which is devastating. But this particular story that Santi is looking at is about African convicts who I'd never even considered the fact that there would be African convicts. Yeah. Well, it's not taught at all. No, it's not. Um, And so there's really interesting stories that she goes into. So, for example, there's a story of a guy called Billy Blue. Mm. Now, in Sydney, if anyone's ever been there, there's yes. a spot called Blues Point. And Blues Point is a spot in Sydney Harbour, which is, you know, obviously one of the most famous harbours in the world, really, with that iconic Sydney Harbour Bridge. Would you say most famous? I would say, and the Opera House that looks like waves. Now, 
I didn't know this, but Billy Blue was actually the first person to be ferrying people across the harbour before the bridge was actually built. Ah. Yeah, and so he was a freed African slave. What I find really interesting about Billy Blue is that he was given a whole lot of acreage by the governor of the time and was a really integral part and really well-respected member of the community at that time. There's even a portrait of him in one of the galleries. Um, So there's still places around Sydney that are named after him. There's quite a few places, including Blues Point, which is super famous. So Mm. I find that so interesting. And and the documentary is full of stories like that that I just never heard before. There's stories of um, a freed African slave who becomes a bushranger which I hadn't heard of either. And now there's a story also of a woman called Fanny Finch who was a brothel and restaurant owner and a woman of colour and Mm. ran her own business. And at that time women weren't allowed to vote in Australia but business owners were and it was very rare that women would own businesses. I did not know that. Yeah. So she was said to be one of the first women and definitely the first woman that they have record of of casting a vote in an election. Right. And her vote wasn't actually counted but she she stormed into the council room and put a forward her ballot went up and filled in the paperwork and put it in and said something like, I was so, you know, sick of dealing with all the people who were telling me what to do and not being able to actually vote and all of these things affect me and my business so I should be allowed to. Absolutely, and yeah. I just I found that incredibly moving. They found her voting slip and have now framed it and the documentary It's just full of stories like that that really make you realise there's so much of our history that's been erased or forgotten about because it's been told through a white lens really. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was a really special thing. I also just really loved interviewing Santi in general. She's got an incredible life story. She grew up in Zambia and moved here alone. Her mum works for the UN and is just this incredible person. And Santi came here first to study medicine right? and was then sort of taken by journalism and hustled her way into a job in, at the SBS. So she's kind of built this career for herself here of being a storyteller and I just loved listening to her talk about her childhood as well. She always kind of felt like an outsider, which I think is really interesting, even mm. in Zambia, yeah. uh, because she speaks five languages and she was speaking two languages when she was in kinder in Zambia but she wasn't speaking English and so the kids bullied her for it. And actually at that time she lost her voice. For a while when she was a child she didn't speak very much at all. And since then she's now gone on to give other people voice and Mm. voice to people and give people from history voice as well as, you know, have a really strong voice within our culture and community here in Australia. So anyway, she's just a really funny, cool person. She also really loves Oprah and we talk a lot about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that towards the end of the episode. So that's a taunts with Santilla Chingaipe. And also I'd really recommend going to find Our African Roots. It's currently streaming on SBS. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. That's an Australian app. You'll probably need a VPN if you're somewhere Correct. else in the world. Yeah. I'm assuming you might be able to get it elsewhere. I'm know. sure you would be able yeah. to, yeah. Terrific. Well, Claire, I can't believe you snuck in two great things into one segment. It should <laughs> be a very much. It now, should be. Speaking of uh, history. This is interesting to you. So there's, there's actually um, – there hasn't been a new Mario Strikers game in about 15 years. Oh, God. Here I we know. Go. But here we go, Claire, because the third game in the Mario Strikers series was recently released. Uh, Mario Strikers, for people who don't know, is basically four-on-four four soccer 
on the Nintendo Switch. But guess what, Claire? What? James? It's all the Mario characters. Stop. I'm talking Mario. I'm talking Luigi. I'm talking Bowser. I'm talking Peach. I'm talking Rosalina. I'm talking Toad. I'm talking Yoshi. I'm talking Donkey Kong. How long does I'm this I'm talking go for? Wario. I'm talking Waluigi. Those are all the characters. There might be some in uh, downloadable content down the line. Now, this game was actually developed by Next Level Games. And you might be like, what are they famous for? I don't know, know that name. And yes, Claire, you're right, because they actually did the last uh, Luigi's Mansion game, number three, from a few years back. They also did Captain America Super Soldier from 2011, the tie-in Captain America game to the movie Captain America. There was also a Punch-Out. Remember the series Punch-Out on the Super Nintendo? This was a relaunch of that, which they did in 2009. So, yeah, as you are probably imagining, they have actually worked in-house at Nintendo before. Now, this time How around. How long does this go This for? time around, right, you need to hear this. As I mentioned, it's four on four, and you can actually do up to eight players multiplayer if you are keen. And as our son said, and I'm sure he's told you, you know what the rules are in this game, Claire? Do you know what they are? Yes. No, tell me. What are they? No, what they are. There are no rules, Claire. That's what he says. There are no rules. But guess what? There are some rules, and here are the <laughs> rules. There are no out of bounds. Do you know why? Why? Because the fence and boundary are electrocuted. So if somebody's running and they got the ball, you can, like, knock them and they fall into the electric fence. Can I go, just say I tried ah, to play this game and I felt ah. like I was going to have a seizure? <laughs> yeah. I actually just had to say no. <laughs> I just say no now. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, it's cool. too much. But it's I bet you busy. like this part. You can actually also use classic... Mario items on the field. Turtle shells, for example. Oh, you can throw so a green excited. turtle shell. You might use a banana peel. Like you might use in a Mario Kart. You throw down a banana peel. Use a bomb. They do a big explosion. Why is it called a bomb? It's just what they're called, Claire. They're called bombs. Bomb this whole thing. Yeah, and also you can also use a classic, obviously, mushroom boost to make yourself run just that little bit faster. Now, here's something that's unique to this oh, wait, game. Wait, I have a question first. Yeah. Can I stab myself in the eye? You absolutely can. You Good. at any point in time you can stab more. yourself in the eye. Now, here's something that I think sets apart this from other Mario soccer games, potentially. I haven't played the other you ones. you get a pack of Tim Tams? I wish. There's a glowing orb that comes down from the ceiling, right, and it lands in the center of the arena. Speaking of, the arena is split into two. Each player can choose a different half of the arena. So some might, someone might pick, like, you know, a Super Mario World or whatever where it's all green lands and acres and hills. On the other side, you've got Bowser's Castle, Claire. They're mixing it up. There's volcanic rock. There's lava. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Like the aesthetic of it is uh, is quite interesting. But anyway, glowing orbs drop down. You've got to get that orb as quickly as possible because if you can get hold of that orb and then get inside of your half of the soccer pitch, you can do something which is called a hyper strike, which is a timed goal where if you hit it just perfectly, your character will do a special Predetermined I'm currently move. just left predetermined my body. Move. I'm just hanging out in the ceiling now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Predetermined down, move. asking myself, why did I get myself into this situation and when it's going to be over? The move also correlates with the character and then they'll do a big kick and then if you time it rightly, you'll get that goal. If you miss, you'll probably miss the goal. But, you know, you can get lucky. You can get lucky every now and then. All right, I have another It's not question. finished. Oh, go, sorry, go on. I have one more question. My son insisted on telling me that sometimes Peach makes people fall in love with her so that they miss their goal. Yeah, is that's that true. Correct? That's part of her hyper strike. That is correct. I really hate that. What? Because it's sexist. It's not sexist. Does any of the men Mario. make them, like her, fall in love with uh, them or other men fall in love with them? It's a great question. Thank you for asking. No. Uh, Waluigi, Waluigi has a he's a, he's a he's a lover and he has a rose in his mouth while he's doing his particular hyper strike. Yeah, you but, know. yeah, but does, like, Peach become overcome? No. 
Exactly. He's not a sexy man. Have you seen Waluigi? Yeah, no good. He's a creep. No good. What He's is a so Peach sexy? No, no, God, Claire, what is exactly. wrong with you? Exactly, it's so messed up. Why have that in a kid's game? And clearly my son was like a bit, this is a bit weird because he kept saying it to me over and over until I was eventually like, yeah, it's so weird. Why is she doing that? Why can't she just be good at the soccer? Why does she have to overcome someone with her feminine wiles? It's a great question, Claire. Why can't she just overcome them with her skills? Yeah, that's great. On the pitch. You're absolutely right. I don't disagree Bloody with that. Sexist. She's actually a really, because all the players have different abilities and I find her a really well-balanced Layer. She's got a bit oh, of speed. Uh, they're all they're all balanced differently. Mario's obviously an all rounder. Bowser's like he's big and he's strong, but he's slow. You know, they all have their advantages. But I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. These gender norms in Super Mario games, they've tried to move away from them. But uh, you still yeah, there's always get that people saving Peach. All exactly, the time. it's really annoying. Mario Odyssey. It's fun because at the end they switch it up. I'm not going to spoil that game, but it switches it up at the end of Mario Odyssey. What a game! Everyone should play Mario Odyssey. Anyways, all in all. It's fine as a game. It's fine. It's a fun little kids <laughs> multiplayer experience. I wouldn't play it otherwise. It's it's soccer. Is this over now? Only available on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> is this not sponsored? Speaking of, hang on, speaking of, uh, their games are too expensive. They never drop them in price. There's a Mario game, even if it's 40,000 years old, it's always full price. That's not very nice. I agree. But then again, I don't really care. Mm, that's interesting that you say that. <laughs> Because we stole money from your wallet to buy this game. <gasps> How could you? I don't have any real money anymore. That's it's right. Online. And you know what else you don't need money for? Reviewing this show. Escaping Just this room. Like, well, that's no. You need money for that. Uh, you need Twitter. This is like this. Like Twitter hates happy endings. ABC is actually written here. Ooh. Giving us a five star review, which you can do in app. Twitter hates a happy endings. ABC has said five stars. Keep the recipe stories coming. Two trudging parent listeners here, loving the recent sausage meatballs and chicken schnitzel rice recipes shared via story. We actually had that tonight, didn't we? We did. Also, love you both sharing your interests. Thank you so much. What an absolutely delightful review. That is excellent. And you know what? When I find some more recipes that are kid-friendly like that, I would definitely recommend them. I'm trying to think if I've got any other gold ones that – no, I'll save it. I'll save it for after our holiday break. That's right, Claire. Oh, my goodness. This is our last one for a whole month. Please come back. Please don't leave. I'm really scared that everyone will be like, well, these guys wanted to take a break. Well, we're never fighting them again on the internet. That's fine, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm so tired, though. I know everyone's tired. But, you know, it's been like 10 years. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years since we've had some real downtime. And also it's important to uh, everybody gets a break and gets paid as well. Yes, exactly. We're encouraging everyone in our whole team to chill out, including Collings, if you're listening to this. I just keep saying to you, it's time to rest, my friend. Rest. And anyone who's in the Facebook group will know that man does not rest. He is, you know, such a hard worker. How does he do it? I do not know. Can you explain it to me? He's, he is a superhuman. But even superheroes need to take some time off. <laughs> That's right. Correct. Uh, let's uh, move forward with maybe do you have a thingamajig? I certainly do. I have a letter. <gasps> okay, this is from Anthony. Hey, Claire and James. I actually really hope you guys get this email before you go on your much-needed break. Yeah. Lucky we did. I'm back. Don't worry, James. I won't mock you this time. What? The, he recommended the Midnight Mass ep episode. Do you remember? Oh, that? I loved that. Yeah. Mm. I actually want to say thank you for publicly sharing your opinion and hopes for how men should be emotionally open. Mm. I love how you brought in an important topic about men and how they can suppress themselves as they grow older. This is actually something that I'm very passionate about as a lot of my close friends have isolated themselves and pushed people away 
leading to that loss of relationship. It's incredibly difficult to try and salvage a male friendship when they don't want to talk, and I'm continuously trying different ways I can reach out to them, but sometimes you do just have to let them be for a while and not blame yourself for not trying hard enough. Yeah, man, that's true. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. You can't make people do anything, really. No, exactly. Mm. As a boy and all the way through to young adulthood, showing emotion was seen as weakness. And I'd say it's generally still seen that way. It sucks because it leads to some really dark places and at worst, even suicide. Yep. Where I live in New Zealand, the male to female suicide rate is over double. And I think there should be way more companies or groups like Good Bloke Co, we we spoke about, and podcasts that can openly talk about this. Heavy topics like these, I find, is hard for us guys to address because we aren't taught how to process it from a young age. It's not like there's a let's talk about feelings class in high school. It's much easier to push it down and let it sit there eating us away. I consider myself lucky to have had people surround me and show me love and support when I really needed it. Now I just try to return the favour by doing what I can to talk to other guys in a similar stage of life and tell them that things can be better. I'm part of a church community where encouragement and helping people get out of their darkness is a primary focus. I organise a monthly barbecue night and for our little male bubble, that's enough to lift the guys up and show them that, like what you guys mentioned, they don't have to live life alone. What I'm trying to say is that we can at least help those around us. It may not be on a big countrywide scale, but for someone close to you, it could change or even save their whole life. Thanks so much for the content. Enjoy your month off. Policeman Ants. Uh, that's terrific, actually, Claire, all of that. I'm a big fan of all of that. Organising a social event, I know you're all about that. I'm not about that. I'll go to a social event, but I won't organise a goddamn thing in my life. Um, but that's really cool. And you're right, I think this idea of, like, what do you do these, with these things on, like, such a large scale, you know what I mean? These, these, like, a lot of problems seem impossible, but that idea of tackling something at a local level, that does make a huge difference, you know? Yeah, even just for one friend. Absolutely it does. And if it, if it is... And even if it is for, even if you reach one person or someone you speak to reaches one person, that is entirely worth it, you know, the the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, aside from that, you just get to hang out with people and be like, yeah, <laughs> the boys. Would you agree that um, it's harder for guys to express emotion? Yeah, I would say so, sure. Yeah, do you mm. think? Yeah, I think a lot of guys like can maybe do that with a partner more than they can like a close friend at some of the time, depending mm. On who it is, but yeah, no, I think so. Because as men, we're taught to um, have big muscles and and drive cars. I don't know what what do men do. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, hopefully that's changing. I, I think, think it is. Yeah, I, I think it is. We have. Yeah, right? yeah. Because I do think that there's a real opportunity to just reach out more to the guys around you and not be isolated. Because mm. there is something just incredibly powerful when you share. Your burdens. you got to share your burdens. you got to share your burdens. you got to dump them on somebody. Even just one person. It doesn't have to be heaps. You don't have to have a whole massive group of mates. No, not necessarily. Just have one little mason that comes over every week. That's right. Just to hang out. And tell all your other friends that you're not interested in any of the <laughs> things that they say, which is what I did. Anyway, thank you so much, Anthony, for writing in. And thank you, everyone, who's listened to Suggestible this year so far. We think you guys are the best. I know I always say this, but we have the best listeners of all the podcasts that we make. I reckon this is where the real top shelf people are at. I completely agree. I really appreciate you guys being here. So thank you so much. And if you're a parent, I'm sending you a whole lot of love out there. Can people still find us while we're away? No, stay away from us, Claire. (laughs) 
What do you mean? <laughs> no, like while we're taking a break, there is content on Big Sandwich. A Big Sandwich right? is still running. We're going to be uh, some of that content we're going to, uh, some of the older content we're going to put into the main Weekly Planet feed mm. if people are interested, some of the bonus stuff we do there. So that is that will be free. There will be like one thing a week. Uh, but other than that, I guess we might update some Instagram stuff, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I probably won't I, even do that. Yeah, I, if you haven't listened to Tonks, there's also some really cool episodes, I think, anyway. I completely agree, there, Claire. What a wonderful interviews. season you have been having. Yeah, it's been really cool. So if you haven't listened to Tonks yet, maybe um, use the break to go over there and have a little look-see. Yeah. You know, all the things. Anyway, that's it from us. Thank you as always to Royal Collings we'll for editing you this week's episode. Let me check. Let me check. When are we back, Claire? September. Is it September 1st? Well, it is. I think it's September it might be. 1st. Yeah, 1st yeah. of the month. God damn. I'll that means we have to record to in August, Claire. Does it? Ugh, because it comes out in September. Oh, no. That's really going to cramp my holiday it on is. September, on October, on we... August 31st. <laughs> yeah, you're really going to hate that. Yeah. You're going to say unless it. we record before. Yeah, or after. Like as in if we wait another week. Could be a day late. Maybe. Maybe it'll be a day late. We'll see how we do. We will. All right, thanks everybody. We'll have a good time, everybody. Goodbye. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.